Well, good morning. Merry Christmas to everyone. It is so good to be back with all of you again. Um, after my trip to Sierra Leone, I was there about 10 days and uh, about 100 degree heat every day. Um, and uh, you just never got cool. The, the first uh, few days, I actually was sick like everybody else is sick here. And uh, the 100 degrees, it, it made for an interesting uh, uh, first couple of days. There was one day as I was walking, uh, we've, I performed a, a show in one of the villages and then preached the gospel to the children at the school. And we had to walk about a mile there. And this was when I was fully sick. And then we stopped at a pavilion and uh, on the way back in the middle of this Muslim village and I preached the gospel there, just told them a story. I was, my voice was completely gone. It's starting to come back now. And I, I had the opportunity to, to, to to just say to him with almost no voice, would you listen closely to a story I'd like to tell you? And I, I shared a story from the Bible and, and uh, shared the gospel, and an impossible thing happened. God converted some hearts, and they accepted Christ as, as Savior. But I remember walking back that I was just so in a daze and not feeling well at all and in the heat and everything, thinking, you know, Africa's a good place to die, <laughs> you know? <laughs> It's just, you know, it's like, I'd be cool. I love Africa. And, uh, but God was merciful, and he got me back and did my two-hour lecture in the evening to the pastors I was teaching, and he got us through the week, and some amazing things happened. And, you know, my message today is called um, Nothing is Impossible. And we go through lots of different things in life, and sometimes we, we believe things are impossible. And last week when I started a sermon for the people in the Muslim village, you know, I, I said, you know, different things. I said, so is, is this... Is that impossible? No. Can I see your hat? Is that impossible? No. It's just a trick. It's just practice. See, God, those all happen in the natural world, right? God actually does the impossible in our lives. And, and, and today we're going to look at a story in the Bible where God did something amazing for us. It's just, it, it, it seems impossible. Skeptics look at this and they say, it, it, it's impossible. So I'd like you to open your Bible today to Luke chapter 1. Um, starting in verse 26, to a, a very familiar story. But what is cool is it's true. And, and so I want to read to you. It says, In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city in Galilee named Nazareth to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph in the house of David. And the virgin's name was Mary. And this is impossible, that our God would come all the way from heaven to meet a young girl from a nowhere town, somewhere that, that even the disciples thought was nowhere. Nathaniel once said to Jesus, uh, uh, can anything, or to the other disciples, can anything come good out of Nazareth? So this was a town that, that was off the map. And, and this is a young girl, maybe 14 years old, maybe the age of ZNA, who was up here singing. And yet God came to her, to this virgin. And he said to her, greetings, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. And, and what an impossible greeting that the God of the universe would come to this young girl in the middle of nowhere and tell her that she was graced. 
You know, prophets heard from God, and usually the prophets said something like, there's going to be judgment because of sin. But, but God comes to this girl in this nowhere place and says, you are favored, you are graced, and that the Lord is with you. And, and she must have been kind of confused by all this. Actually, the text says um, that she was greatly troubled by what was said. She, she didn't expect something good and impossible to happen to her. Today, do you expect something good, something impossible to happen to you? Well, that's what happened to this young girl. And, and she tries to discern what, what, what sort of greeting this might be. Because it just doesn't make sense that, that why would the God of the universe care about her? Why would he come to her and, 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 and say that she was favored? And so the angel has to tell her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And her head must be swimming. And, and he continues and he says, and behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son. And you shall call his name Jesus and he will be great, and he will be called the Son of the Most High. And, and we can read that sentence, but it's an incredible sentence. That, that, that she, this, this virgin, is, is, is now going to conceive a child, and, and God actually gives his name, which means Jehovah saves. And, and, and that he will be great. And we think about it. How great Jesus has been to our world. How many hospitals are, are built around the world that care for people because of Jesus. How many churches that minister to people. How many kind acts in a day are done because of Jesus. I was in Africa. It was an impossible thing. Why, why would God choose me to be in Africa? And it was because of Jesus. Because this woman came to Jesus that I was in Africa. And all the things that God does that are good in the world come from this man, Jesus. And so his name is great. And he will be called Son of the Most High. And when, when something is the son of something in the Bible, it means it has the same substance. It means he is in the substance of God. And yet he is also going to be her baby. He is both fully man and fully God. This is something truly amazing that's never been done that God is going to do to create something that is fully man and fully God. But he's also eternal. He's always existed. Because it says that the Lord God will give him the throne of his father's David. And, and, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever. And, and so this, this woman that, 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 that God chose is from the right family. And he's fulfilling an ancient promise from Genesis 3.15 that, that though the serpent will strike at the heel that someday a deliverer will come and he will crush the head of the serpent. He will crush sin and death. And, and so this is a fulfillment of promise coming through the line of Abraham. And he will reign over Jacob's house forever. And his kingdom will have no end. That it will be eternal. It will be something that will just go on forever. And, and this has been prophesied. It was prophesied in Isaiah 7, 14. Therefore, the Lord himself will give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. And, and Mary is confused and, and she says to the angel, how will this be? I'm a virgin. 
And the angel answered her, the, the Holy Spirit will come upon you with the power of the Most High. He will overshadow you. And therefore, a child to be born will be called Holy, the Son of God. And, and, and there are many myths out there of, of uh God's having sex with women and, and producing offspring and they become these great things in, in different parts of mythology. But this is not what the Bible is talking about here. It's not at all. It, it, there's nothing uh, fleshly about it. It's, 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 it's an amazing act. It's an impossible act that the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the Most High will overshadow you. And I want you to think back to creation and I was teaching the book of Genesis to them in Africa, and it just came to me that, that it connects to this, that in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, and the earth was out without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep, and the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And, and, and see, we see our God doesn't need to, to do anything so basic as, as be with a woman. Our God can speak creation he, he, he created everything from nothing, ex nihilo, everything from nothing with a word. See, our God is the one that truly can do the impossible. He can, whatever he wills can happen. I was having a conversation with somebody today was, that was, you know, a skeptic, and they were saying, well, you know, that story of Jonas, how, how, how could, um, you know, a man be in a fish? Well, he's thinking as a naturalist. And that's how many of us in this world think as a naturalist. See, I believe in a God that can prepare a fish, which is what the scripture says, to carry a man. What's the point of having a God that you believe in if he cannot do whatever he wants? Right? So do you believe in naturalism, in what you can see and feel and hear? Or do you believe in the impossible? That there's a God in heaven that can do whatever he wills. If he can speak the universe into existence, then he can create a, a, a fish for a man to travel in. Now, that story is really not about the fish. That story is about how merciful God is, that he loved a town full of his enemies and the enemies of his people, and he sent a prophet to preach to them, and the vehicle was just a fish. That was just the Uber that got him there. The miracle of the story is that God loves his enemies, like me. Because the Bible says that we were his enemies, but while we were still his enemies, Christ came and died for us. And so it's about his, his mercy. And, and, and so God overshadowed Mary. He, he covered her, just like that cloud at the beginning of creation. It, it says, you know, there was darkness over the face of the deep and the spirit of God was hovering over the face of the water. God just had to hover over Mary. All creation happens in all of us at the presence of the Holy Spirit. May he come today and may he hover over us and create something new in our heart. And so he, he, he created everything See, before the Holy Spirit comes into our lives, we are in chaos. The, the, in the beginning of creation, everything was in chaos. And the Spirit brought order, brought purpose, brought meaning to life. And He's coming now to recreate and do something new, to make a new creation, starting in this man, Jesus. He's, he's doing a new creation. That same cloud was 
always the presence of God. The Israelites followed in the desert. They followed a, a, a cloud. And, and, and so God is appearing in this way, but he's, when God comes into your life, he, he takes away the chaos, he takes away the darkness, and he brings light, and he brings love, and he brings truth, and he brings meaning to your life. And Mary's perplexed. How, how, how is this going to happen? That's, that's her only question. How is this going to happen? Because nothing like this has ever happened before. Never has there been a virgin that's had a child without the aid of a man. But God is doing something new. And he's going to create something in her. And, and so the angel, you know, it encourages Mary. And he says in verse 36, Behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age also has conceived a, a son. And in the sixth month, he who is called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And God gives a lesser example of some incredible miracle that a, a, an old woman, way past child of bearing years, a, a faithful woman, God delights with the child. This is Mary's Aunt Elizabeth. And soon they're going to have a party together where the babies are going to leap in their bellies and there's a belly bump and, and they get all excited about something as these two cousins meet. Nothing is impossible with God. Nothing. I've seen God do so many miracles in people's lives. I've met so many women that say they can't have children, and all of a sudden they have children. I've, I've seen people that say they can't get well, that they're going to be sick, and all of a sudden they're well. I worked in hospice, and I saw people that were diagnosed that they were going to die, and they lived years past that time. God can do the impossible because he can create everything out of nothing. Ex nihilo, everything out of nothing. Nothing will be impossible with God. That's what the angel is saying. I don't know what kind of trouble you're facing today that seems impossible to you. That seems too wonderful for you. I want you to remember that nothing will be impossible with God. And I want you to think of Hebrews eleven six. It says, without faith, it's impossible to please him. For whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. It's only by our faith. It's not by some natural act we can do in the flesh. It's not by naturalism that we please God. Some great acts, building great churches, going on missions, doing great works in the world. It is by our faith, our belief that he is the one that can do the impossible. We must believe that he exists and that, that he is not a destroyer, that he is a creator, that, that he rewards those who will seek him. Today. Today. Do you accept the impossible thing that God has done for you? That he came down from heaven and became one of us? A new creation, a man, fully man and fully God? That, that he lived something that we can't do. He lived a perfect life without sin. Jesus even said to a man who seemed put together in, in Mark 10, with man it's impossible. But with God, all things are possible. With us, it's impossible for us not to sin in our flesh. We're not able to. 
But with God, all things are possible. And so Jesus lived a perfect life as a man and, and did the impossible, lived his whole life without sin. Can you believe the impossible today that God has come to you with favor? Can you believe that? that he's not coming to you today with judgment for your sin, but that he is coming to you with favor and that God is with you. That's what the scripture said. He's not against you. Just like to Mary, he is with you. You know, Mary, when the angel told her how this baby would come, she said, let it be according to your word. Let it be according to your word. Today, are you going to believe in what the natural world is telling you? Are you going to believe in circumstances? Are you going to believe in bad luck and, and uh, what you see in the world? Or are you going to let it be uh, according to his word? See, God gave her an impossible task to, to carry the firstborn of the new creation. And all she says is a word of faith. Let it be according to your word. See, according to God's word, he has loved you since before the foundations of this world. And he made a plan with Jesus to save you. That's what his word says. And he didn't just have a plan. He came down from heaven and he was born of a virgin and he lived a perfect life. And then he died. He was put on a cross. And yet, even when he was spit on and when he was hated and when he was abused, he did not sin. He did not curse us. Instead, he prayed for us. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they do. And he gave up his life. It was not possible for him to die because he was the Holy One of God. And yet, he gave up his life. He surrendered his life to pay the price for your sin and to pay the price for my sin, to destroy sin forever. And then he did something even more impossible, the scripture says. He gave you his goodness. He gave you his sinlessness. He gave you his righteousness. He who had no sin became sin so that we might become the righteousness of God. It's impossible. It's, it's too wonderful to think that somebody loved us enough that he would carry the burden of all of our sin and give us his goodness. But that's exactly what Jesus did for us. That's what his word says. And so today, will you accept it? Will you say, let it be to me according to your word? And if you do, just like Mary, the Holy Spirit will hover over you and he will dwell in you. You will be filled with the Holy Spirit. She was filled with the Son of God. She was filled with God's presence. But you also today, by faith, will be, 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 be filled with the Holy Spirit. That's what the Scriptures say. If you will just simply accept that by faith and say, let it be to me according to your word. Today, friends, 
Will you believe the natural world? Will you believe what your mother said you are? Will you believe what your father said you are? Will you believe what the world tells you you are? Or will you believe what God has said that you are? Dearly loved. Redeemable. Someone that, that can be a new creation. An eternal child of God that will live and rule with him forever. Will you believe the words of this natural world or will you believe the impossible words of God? The words that are able to create everything out of nothing and he can recreate you today and he can make you new. A redeemed man or woman of God with purpose, with meaning, and with love forever in your life. Let us pray. Father, I thank you that with you nothing is impossible. That, Lord, you speak and it happens. And Father, I ask you to come by the power of the Holy Spirit right now and speak to hearts. Let them stop believing the lies of this world. Stop believing the lies of Satan. And say to you, let it be according to your word. It's too wonderful for me to understand. But I believe by faith that you can do anything, that you can redeem me. I turn from my sin right now and I accept your free gift that you have shown me favor, that you've shown me your grace and that you are with me and you are not against me. And Lord, I will promise to follow you the best that I know how from this day forward. For you are the one, the only one, can do the impossible. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.